Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched, if I do say so myself. I've noticed that, and I think our listeners have noticed too, because I've been picking up on a bunch of TikTok comments that have been like, you're glowing recently. So hats off to Dime. No one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine. The work system from Dime Beauty has everything you need in one powerful package. It includes a gentle cleanser, a toner, two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. Well, well, well. Remote once more. And just like that. Just like that, we were back on Zoom. I'm back in a Marriott. Lars is up in Seattle early. Touchdown a little early to get a lay of the land for our show on Monday. And see her. I mean, the Grateful Dead is kind of like your quasi-religion they're a vibe for sure they're vibes i love it lars is there to vibe with the dead and company see the dead and company you're ltw's mom for that mm-hmm. your mother for that i am um or no i guess it's her husband's mom uh, i'm going to see dad and co at the gorge uh tomorrow and saturday but really tonight and tomorrow night if you're listening to this now and i'm excited It'll be fun. You're about to be on another level when we take the stage on Monday. 
I know. We're camping out at the gorge, which will be an exercise in humility, going with the flow. But I think we're at like a campsite with hookups and stuff, and we have like a little trailer, so it's oh. not like we're not like roughing it. By You're any glamping. Means. We're doing a glamp. We're doing a glamping with my closest <laughs> friends. Wait, speaking of that kind of voice, I've been slowly catching up on Real Housewives of Orange County this season. I don't know what it is about that fucking show, but it just is like a warm hug for me every time I turn it on. How's Tay-Tay doing? I haven't seen Taylor yet. I think I've really only watched one episode so far, or like one and a half episodes, but Tamara being back is one of the best things to ever happen. Why she was ever off is like... Unclear. Very unclear to me. Is Vicky a friend of? I think so. Vicky hasn't appeared yet, but I'm so excited for when she does. Like, that woman is one of the most incredible women ever born. I'm really loving that she, Tamara, and Shannon have, like, taken up comedy. The Trace Amigas. (laughs) They've taken up improv comedy. They're on tour. They're on tour wearing, like, sombreros, and I truly don't know what their show consists of. To me, just as a viewer, because I've been following their Trace Amigas Instagram account since its inception, but... From what I glean of their shows, it seems very like, hello, (laughs) goodbye, Goodbye. of a stage show. Like, they walk on wearing high heels and, like, Hervé Ledre dresses and sombreros and then leave. do a little bit of lip syncing and then leave. And people are going crazy for it. I love, love, love that they were, their first show was, their kickoff show was in Irvine. That's perfect, honestly. So orange count, like, just so, ugh, pure Southern California. Yeah, Tamara enters the show again, doing a long, winding motorcycle ride through the hills of Orange County, and then taking her helmet alone, and pulling up to her house and taking her helmet off and, like, swinging her hair around. I was gagged. She's a spiritual lesbian. She is. She's, like, so gay, she's straight. No, totally hetero, but, like, she everything she does is, like, she's, like, a dyke. I'd let her court me. Yeah, she's like so fucking cool. I just love. Yeah. I I would be gagged if I was on the back of a motorcycle holding on to her as she drove me through the desert. Yeah. I want to clutch her tiny. Like fully, I would bear hug, envelop her mm-hmm. because I do believe I'm like a foot and a half taller <laughs> than she is. I would like to actually wrap my arms and legs around her on the back of a bike and koala grip as she takes us on a ride. I just love her. I love that she's like literally pulled herself up by from a bootstraps. She had a harrowing youth. She had a harrowing early motherhood. Like she was married to a complete psycho for a decade. And now she's with like. Is he dead now? Simon? Yeah. Did he die? Did he die? They're alluding to him, his health being poor, but I'm not sure. Oh, my God. I don't know if he's dead. But now she's with Eddie, who's just like dependable Eddie. I'm really sad for them that they had to close Cut Fitness. They're like covering that on the show. And it feels dire. It's a true loss reverberating throughout the community at large. But I feel confident that they'll be back on their feet in no time. Mm. Are they in a new house or the same house? I think they're in a new house. Their house is looking really good. Yeah, they have great taste. I wouldn't go that far. That's a little... 
I tried. <laughs> a little generous. That I was tried. a generous gay compliment. Tamara is but... like a wedge heel fleur de lis. She's never met a wedge espadrille that she hasn't immediately bought. She a would wear. Toe. She would wear a peep toe wedge <laughs> on a motorcycle. She literally would. She there's like a flashback because I was like, God, this woman loves her wedges, and there was a flashback of her from like a decade prior in a wedge. Oh, of course, she's worn what she sleeps in wedges. She takes <laughs> she a shower born, in wedges. She actually was born with a fully formed female foot wearing wedges. She was born with six inch wedges, but like in proportion <laughs> to a newborn, so like probably like they were like this. Yeah, they were this long. But this high. No one, everyone looks gay as hell on a motorcycle. Mm-hmm. It's cool. I, there's a photo of me. My dad had a period where he and his friends, I think I talked about this, like, we're, like, a biker gang. Did I tell you this? Were they, like, Harley guys? Yeah, my dad, like, he had a period where he, like... Wait, my dad literally had a Harley man era, too. I actually think it's, like, a lot of, like, suburban men go through this. When suburban men like have like a lucky financial windfall in the bush era you better watch out because a harley is on the way post 9-11 like doing well and he grew a beard he went like full seven years in tibet like he grew a beard and i'm not talking like he had like a beard like get out i know because he's so clean cut and like preppy but he went he needs full... to write a memoir he about went... memoir harley. he went full like on the road he got jack kerouac yeah what's that their hippie album like tomorrow never or whatever he went tomorrow never is tomorrow what is that song they sing <laughs> yesterday no sergeant you pepper's lonely not... heart it is not singing yeah okay he sergeant went... pepper era perhaps i don't know um <laughs> so he but he had a big dog motorcycle which is like bigger than harley and he and his friends, a bunch of other dads, they all got motorcycles and they like formed a gang together and they like rode through the highways of New Jersey together and they wore leather. That's so cool. There's a photo, but it was like iconic. And I, but I, I drove with him a few times. I hated it. I was so, I was screaming. I hated driving with him. Yeah. I can't imagine you. And then... No, but I, he and his friend Kirk, who was amazing. We were in Vegas when I was in seventh grade and they took me on his my dad's birthday meet the three of us drove through the desert together and i was on the back and there's a photo of me on the back with my dad (laughs) and i look so gay i'm just like looking i'm like trying to look butch and i'm like damn he really like put up with his gay son during that motorcycle he did he was (laughs) always very always very caring very very sensitive dad anyway my dad's motorcycle era, I think, began while I was away at uh, therapeutic boarding school. But then I came back to Butch Shane Hall's having six Harleys in the garage. Damn. And then he, I know, he went a little too hard in his Harley era. Jay and Leto. Then he had one with a sidecar. And no. I was like, I was known to ride in the sidecar. I would have him, like, take me to and from my grandma's nursing home because she was in, like, late stage like nursing care slash hospice and i would just like get in the sidecar and he'd be like and like drop me off at her nursing home and pick me up from her nursing home i was a sidecar seeing like like, tall girl in the (laughs) sidecar so my knees were like up to my chin i love that i was like "Mm." yeah i think motorcycles are horrifying but good for tamra but the harley felt 
it's like sturdy enough that it yeah. doesn't feel like it's gonna wobble over. Yeah. Because I had a boyfriend in college that got a Ducati and we rode on the back of that. That was truly the most dangerous thing I think I've ever done in my life. Oh my god! I mean, it is kind of hot to see a guy. Oh, I mean, it was still so like, sexy. It is, but like, yeah, but that is fucking. I thought I was gonna die once. I was, I fully was like, I'm dying on this trip, and I'm gonna be like road splatter. I mean, treat Williams, R.A.P. Yeah, taken by a motorcycle. But it's really amazing that the girlies are back and OC. Just even when it's mid, it's so good. Another wreck, really quick. I'm watching the Rock Hudson documentary on HBO Max. Ooh, it's really good. It's just like juicy golden hollywood there is this i and i remember i remember reading this but i forgot his manager was this guy henry something henry wilson mm-hmm. and he his basically he was gay too but he was closeted his job was like to become like manager and butch up all of his leading men because everyone was fucking gay mm-hmm. and he his job was to make them look more like butch and masculine so he was just like it was it's so sick like he would fuck all of them and then like give them basically like etiquette lessons on like how to be butch wow and rock was one of them and it's just fascinating like there has to be i know there was like kind of that jim parsons sort of played that in hollywood that show hollywood but like there needs to be a full like movie about this man i know jim was honestly the best part of He's a that great actor. show like that I loved what a sinister gay he was, and he did it, like, so well. Um, But then that show really took a turn in the final episode. I was like, what? Jim's a great actor. He always... And I I like that he was playing, like, a villain, because he never plays that. Yeah. I want, yeah, just more, like, sordid gay content. More dark gay content. Rock was a sweetie. Of old Hollywood. He was a sensitive giant. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. Wait, let's really quick touch on oh, this, yeah. like, guys. So lady. Earlier this week, this video went viral, and I tried showing it to Laura, and I don't think you were ready at the time, and you were like, <laughs> I, you were like, I can't look at like someone having psychosis, which like, tr- true. This woman was on like a what airline was it? Was it American Airlines? It was on American Airlines. She. It was before they took off. She. It was like Final Destination style. She stormed through the aisles from the back turned around at like the partition area between first and coach. And she said, I'm getting off this. She was like very upset. She was crying and she went, I'm getting off this plane right now because that motherfucker back there is not real. And no one really knew who she was, what, who or what she was talking about. And she was like, and we're all going to die. And she stormed off and she got off. I'm going to just watch this really quick. It's a 27 second long video. And there's a reason why I'm getting the fuck off and everyone can either believe it or they cannot believe it. I don't give two fucks, but I am telling you right now, that motherfucker, that motherfucker back there is not real. And you can sit on this plane and you can fucking die with them or not. I'm not going to. (laughs) At the end of it, someone goes, bye. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but tell me something. If some, if that's, if you saw that, I would probably there'd be a part of me that was like, I need to get off. Yeah, I would just be like, I would just be like, God damn it, because I don't want to get like held up by a crazy person. I think that this is just a person 
I know. Of yeah, of course. But the fun here are two funny factors. Okay. One, Carrot Top was on that plane. And Carrot Top did like a my here's my side of the story. Mm-hmm. And he did like a full like play by play. Like the fact that Carrot Top was on this plane That's a sign. Shows you that something is that we live in a true simulation. That is beyond parody and it's the it's so perfect. What did he say happened? He was basically like I think he was in first class and he was just like he felt really bad. Like it was this hold up, it was this I didn't watch the full thing, but he was basically like I feel bad for this woman. It was crazy. Um, there was it held the plane up like we were about to leave. We were just all like chilling. And then I watched this other video of this person, this 20 something guy who was like two seats behind her mm-hmm. or two rows behind her. This is crazy. What did he say? He said that she was talking to a man next to her who had a hood up. And before like everyone was like getting seated and she said he said that he kept like casually looking and she was having like a really what looked like an impassioned one-sided conversation with this man and his face was turned to her but he never spoke or moved and like was just sort of it looked like he was like talking to her but like he couldn't see what he was saying and the woman like then after a certain point like as if this conversation drove her to this place got up and like ran away and i saw a video and this is like where now it's getting into like QAnon. someone highlighted like all these different faces during this video like where she had come from and there's a man in a hood with like black eyes no i'm re-watching i honestly okay it says that she wasn't arrested after was the plane like still parked or was it yeah you know what if it if they just let a person off who was like, I really can't do this. I don't want to be here. Like, let me off the plane. I'm not saying you should do that for everyone. But if they let him off and then let the plane keep going, I'd be like, fine, it's great. But the fact that they like then grounded the plane and said like, no more. Yeah. I kind of like believe her. No, she's people are like, <laughs> I was like, looking at people and people were like, seriously, <laughs> like that people were like, she saw something. There was an entity. People look back. Okay, I'm watching again. She saw so, one comment. She saw something for sure. Look, the man in the hoodie. Do you see? Wait, okay, wait, wait, wait. I'm looking at your... Wait, show me again. Okay, so this is just showing all the people's... You can see the whites of their eyes. That guy? Yeah. In the green hoodie? Whoa. Hang on, I'm just... People are claiming it's reptilians. I'm like, of course. Okay, at first I was like... Because there is a corner of TikTok that is... solely dedicated to documenting like people having psychotic breaks which i think is like evil kind of yeah it's just not right people you need to let people like go to the insane asylum on their own without them sharing it and like garnering likes and follows based off of like people's like divorcing of self and reality like yeah it just if i was like having a nervous breakdown and someone filmed me and then put it online i would can't imagine like that would really make it hard for me yeah and like that that started with coney so that'll never like that was the beginning what was coney where that like it was like that event where like everyone in the world like that christian guy was gonna have like everyone in the world like make a video to like send support to sudan or something and then he went like fully insane and ran down the street in san diego fully naked and was like gay 
I can't like really recall that, but I know it's like a cultural touchstone. But yeah, it's like a thing now to document people's nervous breakdowns. And like at first I was like, oh, this woman clearly is having like kind of a schizophrenic episode or something. But now after I've watched it a few times, I'm like. She doesn't seem that. She seems really shaken and terrified. Like I believe her. I believe she just needed off, even if it was a blip. Like, I hope, I wish her well. And I need it now for her, for her to write her side of the story or do a video documenting, like, what she saw. I need her to clear the air. I think planes are sort of, like, a weird... They're a weird, like, in-between. Between, like, they're our world. They're a liminal world. space. They're very liminal. And I think that it's sort of this, like, tunnel between two, plane, like, dimensions in a way. Like... When you're up in the sky, like you are sort of like you're closer to the heavens. And I feel like there's some sort of weird energy up there. And I think planes are just it they're just they're sort of a stressful mango snoring. Mm-hmm. They're sort of a stressful liminal space where like perhaps an, something can appear before you. A haunted plane. Well, also, you know, if you're not getting the upgrade and it looked like she was yeah. sitting really far yeah. back on the plane. I'd, I'd, be put, too. I'd be on the brim as well. Yeah. That's like me when I don't get an upgrade and I'm in row like 38. I go full that m- motherfucker back there. It's not real. Yeah, but like that's such a specific thing to say. It's not like she was like, we're going to die. We're all going to fucking die. That's very, where are you going? Where have you been? She Arnold like friend. interacted with Arnold friend. Yep. Shout out to Joyce. Did at the end of, side note at the end of that, that girl gets spoiler alert, but that girl is she's going to get killed right yeah i think she's getting she's getting taken i wonder what maybe this maybe she just saw like maybe someone just it's like in you always bring up that devil's advocate moment where the woman just goes i think she saw something or even if it's like i also think like if look if someone's having like a freak out i mean there's a my other posit is like perhaps she took an ambient yeah i think that's probably and then she had like (laughs) yeah i'm like Let's put a two and two together. It's like when Selma Blair had that moment. Yeah, but I, I could see like if she took an Ambien yeah. and then started having because you do hallucinate and you can flip the fuck out on Ambien. So maybe there's that, too. That's probably the most likely scenario. Maybe this guy, maybe there was someone being creepy with her. I mean, I would just love for her to clear it up and set the record straight. I'm just obsessed that Carrot Top was on the plane. I know that feels important. Yeah, just it, it's 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 adding to our theory of like something's something ain't right. Yeah, something's the fuck up. We're about to something's about to like we're about to like find out some big. There's gonna be a big shift. Yeah, I just don't want it to be a tsunami that hits Seattle until. Monday until Tuesday. No, until when? Next Wednesday, Pacific Northwest. God, do what you will. But like for right now, I need to be safe, and my podcast co-host and loved one, Carrie O'Donnell, also needs to be safe. Yeah, I think the sh- the vibe shift is Threads unraveling. No, and it's like Instagram's new app. Oh, tell me about Threads. Are you a Threads head now? Kind of. Are you a threader? Do I need to get on threads? It might be better than Twitter. I think it it's like it feels I'm gonna get on threads. Do it. I'm gonna do it. It has more What is it? I feel ten million people signed up in like seven hours. You need to get on threads. I think threads is like the new thing. 
Okay, what? So what is it? I feel like old as shit. It's basically Zuckerberg's Twitter. So it's not like you're doing your. It's not like you're like in an altruistic space. It's still owned by like the worst fucking human you can imagine. But it feels less cruddy and like scummy as Twitter does now, where it's just like a bunch of like psychotic evil like incel people with blue check marks um spouting like alt-right and hate speech all the time (laughs) and being encouraged or just like trying to fucking neg you for everything you say yeah like there's not i mean i someone's already negged me so like i'm they've been like well actually like that kind of shit well the the air quality in la was like the worst of the year yesterday and i was like really feeling it when i was walking outside like it was just like you felt like you were like (gasps) And I, I made like a joke where I like posted a thread of Gwyneth's face and contagion. And I was like the air quality in LA today (laughs) and someone just some like bro who's like, he reposted and wrote weak lungs and I just commented cool guy. (laughs) I don't like this. I don't like beefing like that, but no, well, I'm going to check threads out and like everyone's on it. Wow. Well, it's time for me to get back in the mix. Yeah. Start, start, start threading. I'm in a thread. I need to delete my entire like Twitter presence. I keep meaning to do that. But then I also like don't know how to do that. Here's the thing with threads, though, that you, I didn't realize is if you want to delete for threads, you have to delete your Instagram. <laughs> so they trap you. Do they suck you in and say now you're on both and you can't leave? Yeah. If you want to deactivate one, you have to do the other. Uh, That's Facebook for you. I mean, it's fucking people. And, and it's really the I will say the weird thing is like it felt like all the everyone celebrities brands they all were clearly like clued in that this was coming because they surprise dropped it to like the plebs Mm -hmm. and so it feels like like netflix like they all like had like a ton of threads already ready to go and the the like vibe is very cheesy and like zach efron's on it like all these and people are (laughs) and like like netflix has been tweeting like the most like even more cringe shit and like other brand like it feels like they were all in on it like it does feel a little bit like they've been planning this for like months yeah so it's like it's just it's all weird it feels more earnest do you have the same amount of followers like no. are your instagram followers also your thread heads i think mostly but then you can see random people can see your tweet or your threads that don't follow you so like they can follow you from that i have like Way less followers on this than I do on Twitter, which... Is that stressing you out? No. Good. I like it. Tumbling. Well, watch the space. Maybe I'll get... I like to say maybe I'll get online in a more real way and then mm. not do a single thing. Yeah. But I like to keep people on their toes. I like to give people a sense of hope that maybe they'll hear more from me. Yeah. On socials. It will get bad. In all likelihood, you probably will get about the same engagement from me. But we'll see. In all likelihood, within six months, this will be like... Well, it's all bad. So it's it's not like... Um, Let's talk about something, though, that was actually... Good. Good? Fun. I genuinely lolled. I lolled, too. Multiple times. I was literally... I cackled a few times. What's going on? Like, I'm... Let's get... Okay, I'm Carrie. I'm Lara. And you're listening to Sexy... Sexy, unique. Unique... Podcast. podcast they, they did, did that. that 
guys, this episode, episode four, they fucking did that. And sex is back in Sex in the City. I'm chunked because I literally thought, like, we've reached the end of the line. All hope is gone. No. And things will never be the same. And then suddenly they dropped this episode, which felt truly like episode three. I'm sorry. It was everything's been bad up to this point, in my humble opinion. And suddenly we got an episode that feels like someone with an actual working brain was writing on the show and directing the show and was like, oh, this is a show based on a really popular show called Sex in the City. So let's honor that world. It felt like someone that was sort of an expert in the show and had like has like a genuine love for the show and characters and like understands the world like wrote this episode and understands the flow yeah. of an episode and the way these people relate to each other. It had jokes and embarrassing moments. And Carrie was very Carrie in this episode. What happened? I just I'm I feel like maybe it just like found its legs. It takes well, shows. I'm like. It I was took really them, proud of it. <laughs> it took them literally some shows. It takes like one or two episodes to get there. It took this show fourteen episodes to get here. But I'll God fucking damn it. take it. I'll take it. Too. God damn it! If that's what it takes, that's what it takes. P.S. I was watching season two last night of Sex and the City, and I was genuinely like lolling. It's the funniest fucking show. Miranda is a literal like she's the most hilarious person that's ever lived what episodes were you watching uh the freak show oh i love that one her being like carrie this man is a freak because he's friends with the freak who never hasn't left manhattan in a decade <laughs> <laughs> um and the carnival music that keeps playing it's so good mm-hmm. and i watched um the miranda's friend getting married within like a week to that guy it's just so funny i watched where carrie has to Samantha has to pull her di- her diaphragm out. A classic. Um, Charlotte uh, gets the dog, like all all that. It was just it's so good. Oh, sh- I just watched the lesbian Charlotte. Honey, if you don't eat pussy, you're not a dyke. That's a great one. And by the way, one of those women is the woman that you keep referencing in Devil's Advocate. I know she's a power lesbian mm-hmm. from Sex and the City. I've always loved her. I am so excited slash lolling at hello goodbye controversy that sjp came forward this week and was like i was really bummed that that news leaked ahead of time because i wanted it to be like it could have been such an amazing surprise she couldn't let samantha she couldn't let samantha win that round let kim cattrall just oh, have her like SJP. fun ka-ching moment and s- cash in and say hello goodbye and you don't have to weigh in, but she simply had to weigh in. SJP also, she's like, I will be on threads. I hope it's a, I hope this is, a, it's also, there's, I feel like there's a script slash conspiracy that celebrities are being paid to say certain things about threads and say that it's a place for optimism and like for people being kind to each other. And it's like, I, they're all saying this same kind of vibe and it's freaking me out. Definitely. That was in like a press release. Or, like, when they fed it out to people in, like, beta mode. On threads, will you get, like, a little admonishment if you are mean to someone? Can you bully people on threads is my big question. Um, I mean, I was bullied last night, so I think you can be. Mm, 
He was a he was a little cunt. He was like a straight bro cunt. I'm talking about like like a true like coming like try like if you come for someone on threads, are you gonna get like okay? I don't know. What I'm curious about is when like will there be cock? No. On threads within? I don't think so. The next week because you can't put cock on Instagram. Mm, True, but it seems pretty free willing so far. We'll, we'll see. see. Jinx. But yeah, this episode was fucking incredible. But I will say that I just also watched the episode where Steve and Miranda meet for the first time and they have their first mm-hmm. one night stand. Their chemistry is out of control. And Miranda is so, she plays it so well. And it just yeah. made me more sad that they're not together. I know. Because they were like truly meant to be. We'll get to that. I really, when this episode opened and it was Carrie and her co-worker at brunch i was like here we go again we're just like jackie recycling these old characters into the mix in like a really inorganic way i like buckled up and was like i'm ready to suffer but they got rid of him pretty fast so i appreciated that <laughs> he had explosive diarrhea my fucking queen enter enid queen candace bergen reprising Almost as good as if we saw Lexi. Like, that. that's the vibe. Like, she comes shuffling in. When she said, I'm so sorry about what happened, I literally thought she was referencing Lexi falling out of the high rise. Because that was, like, in my mind, the last time they've ever seen each other. I know. She comes over and she's kind of like, yeah, she's very blunt. And she says, I didn't really want to come over because I felt bad that I didn't reach out to you about your husband's passing. So I, like, didn't want to come say hi to you. She's such a bitch. I love her so much. And Carrie's like, fair. So she's been fired from Vogue and now has a newsletter that she says rivals Goop. Her seashells book. Carrie asked her to blurb Loved and Lost. And Enid rightfully said, fuck no. She said, pass. This book, <laughs> why is it? Hard pass. What's the beach about? Yeah. <laughs> I can't blurb your beach read. Because I'd have to blurb everyone's book. Yeah. And I love Carrie going, does everyone have a book? And Enid goes, I don't. Enid's just like, she's a straight shooter. And she she's like, look, Carrie, I'll cut you a deal. I'm not going to blurb your shitty book. But I want to invite you to maybe be part of this collective I'm spearheading. Featuring female thinkers of a certain age aka our age and carrie's immediately shook because enid's a good 25 years older than her women our age gathering in unison to celebrate a new media venture vivant and she goes that means to live and carrie goes yes i know what that means so she's basically inviting her carrie's immediately harrowed she's like oh my god i'm old as shit and then enid's like gotta go my new bow's on the phone and then you hear her go hey handsome (laughs) Meanwhile, Charlotte and Harry and LTW and her hubby are sending their kids off to camp. And I'm truly so glad they got rid of those brats. I don't need any more children aside from Brady in the mix. Like, I'm done. Get them out of here. They're sending them to LGBTQ camp. And they're like, what are we going to do with four weeks in our hands? And LTW goes, well, now that I have a film in Tribeca, I have to put some polish on it. I was like, always queen of the festival. What is her film about? I think it's just about like women. And like one Columbia professor. Girl bosses in New York City. Okay. That's what I'm saying. Wait, all the- <laughs> there was a background extra in the scene where they 
sent the kids off to camp and like as soon as the bus pulls out all the parents like celebrate there was a male background extra who was by himself leaning against a wall and i was literally zeroed on him i was like what is he doing here he just like showed up to this and he celebrates and he looks at the wall and is like yeah he (laughs) celebrated he literally celebrated with the wall and then kind of like awkwardly shuffled off i'm obsessed with him that feels right that feels very new york it was very like this world of ai sex in the city where this man was like a sims character who just had he was like yeah, he to the wall and then kind of was like and wandered away. His coding got like screwed up, so he was just like instead of facing everyone else, was facing the wall. Yeah, and I was like, what is this? Who is this man? Like, he doesn't look like he has a child, maybe like, he's he just a single looks dad. like he was maybe watching. I know I thought that, but then the more I watched the scene over and over, I was like, he was just happy. This man snuck onto set. Yeah, he was just like. <laughs> He was like, this is this looks like a cheerful setting. I'm going to come be part of it. <laughs> I, want, I want in on this, he said. Charlotte and Harry are like, they're like, we're going to fuck all the time. Yeah, and they hustle off to go rabbit hump each other. And LTW and Herb are like, don't forget our 20th anniversary party. So that's, that's something to remember. We finally, <sighs> finally get Steve in the mix once again. Miranda... Wakes up on the couch, back in her old $10 million brownstone, and you hear, and you're like, oh God, is Brady like fucking someone? Is he like jerking off? And then you go up and it's buff fucking daddy Steve, Linda Hamilton style, shirt off, doing one of those like boxing udders. (laughs) I was never been so happy to see another person in my life. I actually gasped. Mm-hmm. I, went, <gasps> I couldn't believe my eyes and he seemed with it he seemed like steve i was like th- thank god yeah. she d- had not 51 would him against his will he actually had just been living in brooklyn this entire time so brady go- or and then Marinette- you're like sorry then you're realizing like i was like oh damn like miranda's truly just like walked out on her family well, I'm glad there was some, like, discussion about it because she goes in and Brady's, like, in depression from the breakup slash his parents, his family Divorce. being destroyed. And he's in bed and she's like, honey, do you want to get up and do something? And he's like, Ugh. and then she gets a text from Che and Che's, they write, it's a picture of them holding a giant Texas, like, drink holder. And they go, I'm in Houston. See you Friday. Che. I literally was like. <laughs> and Miranda goes. harrowed by Che I truly thought like maybe we'll get some respite no from Che Diaz and their terroristic ways no morning from Houston see you Friday Carrie is wearing like a Paul Revere hat like what was this I was like get oh I thought this look was fire oh you did have I been like brainwashed I thought her outfit, I was like, finally, she's wearing, this is the first time in this entire series that I've seen her wear an outfit where I was like, that's fucking cunt. I thought it was cunt for just being like a little schizo. It's like a cowboy caftan with a pearl. I was like, this feels incredibly Carrie Bradshaw. Yeah. But the hat, I mean, it was Paul Revere. (laughs) I thought it was like more cowboy. Well, it had that like 
pointy three. It's like a mashup between the two, which I'm not. I'm no. weirdly not mad at it. Carrie's getting like random texts from this old sex pissed who keeps being like <laughs> sending selfies and being like, hey, doll. But his like approach, I'm like, he needs to be sent to the nursing home. I know. Because he's she literally has not responded. He goes, how about we get together on Tuesday? <laughs> it's like she this woman has not texted you back. He's living in a world where Me Too never happened, and he's still like operating like it's 1986 at the at the Wall Street. Some men are truly obsessed with continual reach outs and no response. Like they take no response as like an opportunity to reach out even more and get like I think even like more forward. Sixty percent of men. The men are like men. They any love of any it. kind. Honestly, like even when you're dating, the best thing you can do is just never text a man back and he will literally just start reaching out more. Yeah, it's clockwork. I know. She's like, well, what am I going to do? This guy, just, just a wrong number. And see, and she... He's like, no, it isn't. She complains to Seema about like being called old and Seema's like, no, we're not old. I love Seema so much. I really, really love her. I think she's so... Thank God for her. She's been a consistent sleigh in both seasons. Thank God for her and thank God for LT dubs. Seriously. They're keeping me alive and they're giving me something like new and different that truly does feel like, oh, they fit in and would organically be friends. And these women would care about their drama and their lives and they would care about these women's lives and drama as well. Sibling fights are unavoidable. But what if every fight you had was under a microscope on a global scale? That's the reality for brothers Prince William and Prince Harry. They were each other's closest friends and allies since the death of their mother, Princess Diana. But that all began to crack as they married and took wildly different approaches to their royal duties. Wondery's podcast, Disintel, is hosted by comedians Sydney Battle and Matt Belisai. Each episode unpacks one of pop culture's most iconic celebrity feuds, and they recently took a deeper look into the real reason William versus Harry started. It's actually much bigger than these two brothers, stretching back into the history of the British monarchy. Did their feud start with the royal family's mistreatment of Meghan Markle, or was it something that started much earlier? Follow Disintel on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you ever experienced a dry, itchy scalp or ever wondered why your color isn't lasting as long as your hairdresser promised? Unfiltered, mineral-filled water could be the reason why. Did you know that hard water is a leading cause of damaged hair and dry, irritated skin? And that about 85% of the United States uses hard water filled with dissolved minerals and added chlorine? That is where Canopy's new filtered showerhead comes in. Canopy, known for their beauty hacks and reimagined humidifier, has revolutionized the filtered showerhead. Dermatologists recommended this unique three-stage filtration system greatly reduces contaminants and odors in your shower water, leaving you with healthy hair and glowing skin. Best of all, the Canopy filtered showerhead is hassle-free. Installation is a breeze, and its unique quick-release filter replacement feature allows for seamless filter replacement, unlike any others on the market. Go to getcanopy.co to save $25 on your Canopy filtered showerhead purchase today with Canopy's hassle-free filter subscription. Even better, our listeners can use code SEXYUNIQUE at checkout to save an additional 10% off your Canopy purchase. Hurry! Your hair and skin will thank you. Are you ready to win Mother's Day and cement your reputation as the best gift giver in the family? 
Give the moms in your life an Aura digital picture frame preloaded with decades of family photos and you will rise to the top of the heap and you will be deified and worshipped for the rest of your days walking this planet. Because as anyone who with siblings know, that's the only goal on Mother's Day is to be the favorite. And if you're an only child, you're still competing with all your other extended family members and it's important to wage a war and come out on top. If you're an only child, you're also at war with yourself. So what you can do is get your mother or the preeminent mother figure in your life an aura frame. You load it up with photos. It's literally the easiest thing to do. And I know that you might be thinking, ew, digital frames are bleak. But I'm telling you, this aura frame is chic. And the best part is it has unlimited storage and an easy-to-use app so you can keep updating your mother or mother figure's frame with new photos. So it's the gift that keeps on giving and uploading. I gave my mom an Aura frame, and she had resisted for so long because she's truly anti-technology like barely even understands how to facetime and i said just let me just let me and i set it all up for her i plugged it in i fired up the app i preloaded pictures on it and now she's so into it that she figured out how to preload pictures and even runs it from her app which is truly saying a lot because she refuses to download apps she thinks everyone's spying on her stealing her data and the fact that i was able to break through and she literally loves this frame like loaded it up with pictures of her cat i was like we did it joe Right now, Aura has a great deal for Mother's Day. Listeners can save on the perfect gift by visiting AuraFrames.com to get $30 off, plus free shipping on their best-selling frame. That's A-U-R-A-Frames.com. Use code SUP at checkout to save. Terms and conditions apply. A new quarter brings new goals, but what about your skincare goals? Small, easy changes in your routine can have amazing results, and your secret weapon should be Dime Beauty. Dime Beauty is clean, high-end skincare that is affordable, and it really works. Dime didn't sacrifice performance just to make it clean, either. And when I say clean, Dime is 100% transparent about every single ingredient, so you can use their products daily with confidence. I have been using Dime Beauty's TBT Cream and their Dewy Daily Cream. TBT Cream is a retinol alternative that I put on at night before I go to bed, and it's actually been making my skin look glowy and snatched if i do say so myself i've noticed that and i think our listeners have noticed too because i've been picking up on a bunch of tiktok comments that have been like you're glowing recently so hats off to dime no one has time to remember the order of a 10-step skincare routine the work system from dime beauty has everything you need in one powerful package it includes a gentle cleanser a toner two incredible serums, and two luxurious moisturizers. Plus, my favorite, Dime's TBT cream is finally back in stock. Check that out while you're there. Dime has over 2 million happy customers, and their product reviews are literally all five stars. This year, love your skin again. Go to DimeBeautyCO.com now and unlock your discount. That's DimeBeautyCO.com. So we're at the Goldblatt house. Harry and Charlotte are fucking, and she's like, come on my tits. And I was like, damn, Charlotte. And so he does. And at first I was like, oh, man, they're going to, Kristen Davis is going to get like fake cum in her tits. And I was like, hell yeah, yeah, this is what we needed. And Harry shoots a blank. So his mortality is really coming into question here. Gravity is really being hard on old Harry. 
And Charlotte is upset because as we see in the next scene at the lunch, the girlies lunch, Miranda, Carrie, Charlotte, and Anthony. And Charlotte's like, I love cum. I need cum. Like I'm basically, she craves cum. Miranda calls her a cum slut, which I was like, yes. This felt, I was like, oh my God, like, is this really happening now? A scene where people talk like how they used to talk on the show. And like, also this episode was shot in a different way than the past episode. Like it was was like someone got the memo and was like, oh, we need to like change the app. Like something important changed. And it was, I think in like just the cinematography and the pacing, I was just truly like, thank God for come and Charlotte's. I was like, we did it, Joe. I was like, we have gotten here. We're having some come talk. We're talking loads again. And this felt like people got off their asses and actually worked to make this scene happen. Miranda goes, you're a cum slut. And Charlotte's kind of like, obsessed yeah. With them trolling Miranda for being a big old lesbian. I know. <laughs> it's really, I wrote Miranda's gay ass. I was yeah. <laughs> They would, they would do that. They would. And Carrie, when Carrie was like, that was our first, that was the first red flag. I was like, drag her. <laughs> I also loved when in the episode I watched last night with the power lesbians, when Carrie's like, can you get this out of my pussy? And no one's volunteering. And Miranda goes, ask Charlotte. She's the lesbian. Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what you do with your friends. You make fun of them yeah, for being gay. Of course. That's true allyship. It is. <laughs> love Miranda going I never liked mayo yeah and Charlie goes I've always loved mayo she goes it's the confetti at the end of a party my god I love Anthony Anthony's life is still really sad that he only yeah. has these three female friends but at least he gets to talk freely about come with them yeah I would I, I want a little more still a little more richness about Anthony I think he deserves like a full-on plot because if all these new characters are getting it like anthony's been there pretty much from the start like you have to give it to him we need it we need like a serious plot line with anthony that i don't want to know anything about his bread business that is like truly misguided and like let it be but like i need a gay plot line tomorrow I need Anthony to, like, meet, like, a younger, nice guy who, like, genuinely likes him and, like, wants to have a relationship with him. And Anthony's kind of, like... Or get into some, like, gay sex scenario that then kind of the other girlies can, like, revolve around. And then, like, we talk... Like, it it just introduces, like, a new theme to the mix. I think... I feel like we'll get that, hopefully. My fingers are crossed. Miranda, Steve, and Brady are in therapy with, like, someone who literally is, like, in the band Sleater Kenny... (laughs) <laughs> it's like this? the therapist is 20 years old she's 20 years old and lives in tacoma i was just like who is this <laughs> i was like this woman is not even like certified i was no. like come on miranda like i know you're not working as a lawyer anymore but you could actually like pay for a relationship yeah. counselor therapist she probably got like a good payout when she quit or whatever like i'm sure she must have like a nice 401k or something. Yeah. She's like a like, multimillionaire. Also, they went to some cabin in the woods and sat down. I know. Where was <laughs> like, Carrie Brownstein? Of... <laughs> Carrie fucking Brownstein with her high bangs. I was like, suddenly I'm in 2013 and this woman is like setting up shop. I'm like, I. Where did. No. Wh- was this in like Inwood? Like, where the fuck was this like 
bizarre misery cabin. <laughs> I'm truly unclear. And I also like, I'm sorry. Like, yes, my therapist, I do believe her to be somewhat younger than me, though. I've never confirmed because I truly don't want to know. But I would not. That therapist was like three years older than Brady. I'm like, you can't help us. I'd want like a wise woman who's in her 70s to be facilitating. I'd rather have like a literal owl be giving Um, me therapy than that woman. Brady's still like, I'm I'm mad that my you essentially like left us. And she's like, well, I guess I'll leave then. And the therapist is like, perhaps like there needs to be some solidification of the separation because it's confusing Brady. So like one of you should make the actions to actually leave. And she's like, fine, I will. And then Steve goes, now you stay there. I'll go. I gotta be close to Scout. I was like, okay, so she broke up with her family, but then gets to live in the nice brownstone. I'm like, wow, Steve slays once again, husband of the year. Miranda. What does Miranda do for a job? Nothing. Get back to work. Yeah. Go be a lawyer. Be like a freelance lawyer. Go be like a LGBT lawyer. Go work at like Glad. Did she graduate from her like program at Columbia or did she just sink like a hundred K into that education that she never finished? Where's Naya? I think you know what I was actually glad to not see Naya in this episode because TBH. Her plot is making me sad. Her plot's making me sad. It makes no sense. And like the acting is dragging me down. So I'm like, let's give her a week off and we can just check in later when she gets her shit together. But like Miranda truly needs to like get electroshock therapy. Yeah, she needs to like <laughs> go use your she went to Harvard for law school. Like go use your degree for good. You're waste like stop just being like I mean whatever. She should just become like a day trader or something. Like do something with your life and instead of like fisting Che. I want Miranda to run for office. I would truly take anything if it meant that Che Diaz was gone from this show forever. I know. Brady decides that he's not going to college in the fall. And I was like, because he's he's spending time making a bomb. Yeah, he's plotting like what movie theater he's going to fucking shoot up. Miranda and Carrie go over to Che has this like incredible apartment. Che Pasa is like already killing it, I guess. I know. First, Charlotte and Harry go to the doctor and the doctor tells Harry that he's had a dry orgasm and that he needs to strengthen his pelvic floor. Oh, right, right, right. So Charlotte becomes his cum trainer. And I love she was, I was obsessed with this. She goes, slurp it up. Slurp she's, it up. Lo- she's literally like. She's low timber. If they ever fell in hard times, Charlotte could be like, become like a fet, like a cum edging, like a cum doctor. Charlotte should honestly start a side business where she coaches men on how to strengthen their pelvic floors she would make so much fucking money she's she is a low temper baddie she's basically having harry do kegels and well, he's, she is having him do kegels she's like get, she's like you gotta get that cock nice and juicy and full of mayo because i need mm-hmm. to i need to eat she's like a mama needs to feed she needs to feed she's like jeepers creepers every once every 23 years charlotte's cum thirst is awoken and when in that season of cum she must drink cum at least five days a week when the kids are away the cum must shower on her (laughs) do you ever you know in howard stern the debbie the cum lady no (laughs) he has this this, like 
ridiculous woman who I think lives in like Florida and she's like obsessed with cum and like she's a cum lord. And she just has men from all over the world like come see her and she just like drinks their cum. And she's like obsessed with it. Like out of their dick holes or in like a glass. Yeah, she's just she's obsessed with making men come. And I love that. She, and she She's Charlotte. Charlotte is Debbie the Charlotte cum Charlotte the cum lady. <laughs> she's like in the whack pack. I just wrote, thank fucking God these kids are gone. Yeah. Thank God. That you was could the key. actually have them never come back from camp. Like, I don't need to be reminded that they have kids ever again. Please feel free to like reference them on an offhand to just tie up a loose end but i don't need to see them or hear from them i'm done with them i wish that they just never other than brady like i didn't need any of them to have kids well charlotte had to have kids yeah yeah, true (laughs) but they spent like seven seasons building up charlotte and two movies and then they're like jk she doesn't have kids but it could have been kind of punk because she was just like you know what i don't need them so she just gave them away no if she just never had them like she was just like So you're like, let's go back all the way to like Yeah, I'm just thinking like wouldn't that six. be kind of a radical where she got to a point where she was like, I don't I've re- I've reached a place where like I thought it's what I had to do and I realized I didn't need to. But you know what? A woman who loves come that much Needs is bound children. to have True, true, kids. true. Yeah. So they go to I thought I thought Miranda was like somewhat back. Like when we got her in the air we're so, in the you, airport. You went, we're so back. We're so back. When we got her in the elevator with Carrie and she's like, I had a lot to say. And I was like, Yes, bitch, preach. And then once again, her agency was stripped away from her by devil known as Che Diaz. This is bad vegan. Miranda's being is. in a cult of two. She's worships at the altar of Che Diaz. Che, I don't know how they're affording multiple homes. <laughs> Ms. Holmes. Hudson Yard. Mix MX Holmes. Che has moved into a pricey neighborhood in like a newfangled apartment. Marble. Filling it up with IKEA and has their ex husband there. Oliver hot Hudson. Hot ass Oliver Hudson to help them build all their IKEA wares. And so at first I was like, oh, maybe Carrie and Oliver, I could see them kind of vibe. Like I could see that as like a thing. Like he's sort of Aiden esque. Um, I was like, hoping that there'd be some sort of spark between them because i want carrie to find someone that's not and i know aiden's coming but i want her to find someone that's just she could she it's they live in new york yet they just are with the same it's like it's insane i agree i was like oh hopefully there'll be some common ground but then i was like carrie is an elegant lady and hanging out on che's bed with miranda and oliver and che diaz is beneath her well there's a moment where Che and Miranda are like reuniting. Miranda turns to Carrie and she goes, Oh, this is Lyle, Che's ex. Lyle's a mixologist at the Malibu Soho house. I was like, And Miranda's or Che is like, Come on, let me show you the bedroom. Oh. And I was like, My goodness, can you guys just keep it in your. You're having like a social hang right now. I, if my best friend did this in front of me with their partner, I'd be like, Why did you? I'd be like, This is bizarre. This is I'd be texting so many people and like talking shit about what was going on. This is part of their kink, I think. They like they're exhibitionists and they like they've already done this to Carrie once. So they they Che's like, oh, Miranda goes, oh, one minute, and then they close the door <laughs> and it's just leaving this Carrie alone with this strange man from LA who is clearly fine with conditioned by Che. <laughs> 
he has been sucked back into Che's cult. And just like that, Che's like developing a cult of Polly sex slave followers. Lyle used to be a hairdresser, which is kind of chic. Yeah, I was loving his backstory. Very warm baby shampoo vibes. John Peters coded, wearing rings, telling Carrie spinning tales about cutting Eva Longoria's hair, Cameron Diaz's hair, and then Che Diaz's hair. I love that, like, Che Diaz is a celebrity to some. Yeah. <laughs> che Diaz was on some sort of comedians to watch specials, and apparently they had, like, a full curly mop of hair. And he cut it into a shag. I was like, well, that was the first mistake. Yeah, Che and Miranda are going at it in the bedroom. Can you guys just, like, hold off? Can you just, like, chill and have some wine in this, like, Hudson Yards apartment? Or can you all just, like, go out to dinner? Why are you forcing everyone to, like, hang on your bed and drink, like, tequila out of the bottle? I had a moment where where they were all in the bed and I was like, are they going to have, like, a foursome? And Carrie's going to be, like... trying to like get Carrie into the group because clearly Oliver is like brainwashed so he's down to fuck whoever whenever and Miranda we know that once Che gets in the room with Miranda she's down for anything and the last like person to reach out to is Carrie yeah that I would be really creeped out I'd be like can we just like go downstairs and go get a drink Why are we all like sitting on the bed? Like, if someone pet, can we have a nice like, night in the West Village? Come on over and like hang on my bed and pass me a bottle of tequila. And everyone was like taking swig. I'd be like, uh, this is feels weird to me. Wait, was Miranda taking swigs? Everyone was like swigging straight. Wait, I thought Miranda was sober. Oh, maybe then she's probably not swigging. Miranda doesn't yeah. need any. Like booze, Che is Miranda's booze now. But Che and all of I wouldn't speaking. be drinking. T- I would be if my partner was sober. I'd be like, I'd try to not have that kind of stuff like around them that much. You wouldn't be like, hey, here's a bottle of room temp tequila. I'm gonna have it on the yeah. bed with my ex husband and my former employee. Yeah, I'd be like, mm, maybe do that when I'm not in the room. Che is abusive, honestly. Che sucks. Sorry. Don't apologize I've really to me. Trying. I've been trying to. I've been trying. There are moments where I like them, and then and then I'm just like. <sighs> I really loathe their success. I'm so I'm so angry, honestly. Enviable. At, at Che's also like Che's optimism about the biz. I was like, oh Che's no <laughs> Hollywood has been nothing but amazing to Che. It's embraced Che with open arms. Do you think Che would strike? I feel like they wouldn't. You think that they would scab? I think that they. No, they would probably be, like, really into the strike. They would strike, but then eventually when someone reached out and made them an offer they couldn't refuse, they'd low-key scout. But they would continue showing up to the strike. Mm. Back at LTW land, they are setting up their anniversary dinner. It's in this, like, palatial room at this restaurant. And LTW's dad and Herb's mom hate each other. Her in-law. Mother-in-law. Yeah. Her mother-in-law and her dad hate each other, so they're very tense about that. But there's apparently 31 people coming, and Charlotte and Harry get there. And then Victor Garber. King. Classic character actor. Who kind of just plays the same person every time, but it doesn't, doesn't, like, downgrade him for me. No, I love him so much. He comes in. 
and he immediately recognized Charlotte. He's like, weren't you that girl who discovered that artist? <laughs> and Charlotte's like, yes, that was me. How would you ever remember such a thing? He goes, I always remember a memorable person. When I was watching season two, which I believe was filmed in like 1998, at that point, Charlotte's like, yeah, I've been working in the art at art galleries for 12 years. And I was like, damn, Charlotte was like, she was coming up with Keith Haring. Charlotte was like in Andy Warhol's factory. She's a factory was like girl. Basquiat. Basquiat? Like, Basquiat. <laughs> I said Basquiat. Charlotte was coming up with like Basquiat and Keith Haring. And like she knew, she saw Madonna play at like Danceteria. Like when she, like Charlotte was in the know. She really was with like a cardigan around her shoulders. Mm-hmm. Also, I have to say, LTW's father is incredible. Yeah, I'm I love obsessed him. with him. The way he speaks, I need I need a he full to... spinoff of just Lisa's dad. He goes, I w- "This is the makings of a beautiful evening." I was like, "You are everything to me," and you're now invited to be in every single scene. I want your take. I need your weigh-ins. Like, please. Let the man speak. I want to see dun, 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 of him. <laughs> him just strolling incredibly slowly down the street and then like a bus splashing him. And it's like a thing for one of his plays on the side. Lyle and Che are talking about their marriage and they refer to themselves as poly pioneers. I was like, these are classically poly people. <laughs> they are. I'm sorry, but it's sick. Lyle goes, Che was the first time I ever used a strap-on. He did say he got pegged by one of Che's lovers. So I was like, that is a bonus point. But I was like, you are in a, you were inducted into a cult where this yeah. person gave you no choice. They said, you will either allow a ton of people in here and fuck them with me, or I'm out and you're not the person for me. She goes, I got a heart out. That's like... She goes, that's my time. That's... To me, that's like a little bit weird, no? Yeah. If your partner's like, I I must be open, I must be poly, no matter how you feel about it, that's like somewhat abusive. Yeah. Ultimatums are not good. Can you like just not? And then we go on with our lives? Or can you do it like not in front of me can you like just cheat on me and why do i have to discretion? be like i now have to have like a third in this relationship yeah against my will Lyle's, but lao was like laos head over heels Lyle, for old lao is shape-hilled hard he said what che wants che gets whatever <laughs> che wants victor garber tells charlotte to get back into the art world come work for me i love it Come over for me. Truly, also, this episode did what I needed it to do, which is, like, let people live in a fantasy world that feels kind of real and aspirational, but is by no means how reality works. That's what no. I crave from Sex in the City and moments, like, where you just happen to run into someone and then they go, come work, come work for me. I remember you. You're fascinating. You're fabulous. Get over here. Let me pay you. Come work. You got to get back in the biz. I'm like... That is all I care about seeing in a show. Charlotte's going to become an artist herself, and she's going to use Harry's gum <laughs> to paint murals. She's going to she hold world it in renowned. her hand and throw it at the canvas. Yeah. 
She becomes like she's like on like uh what's that toilet paper magazine? I don't know about a toilet paper magazine. I want Charlotte to be like a cum performance artist. Yeah, I do too. Her her first show can be called Cum Showers. Toilet paper magazine. It's like an art magazine. Oh, I love that. Yeah. She's on the cover of it. Yeah, she's it's called she's it's called Confetti. Comfetti. <laughs> Charlotte is literally Lily Rose Depp in the idol. Episode one. She is. Yeah. She Charlotte watched she the is. idol and was like, God, I love that. We find out that Lisa's husband forgot to send the email to like all the guests. So no one is coming except Charlotte Harry, Victor Garber, the in law the the parents and Lisa and her husband. I was like, this is classic, like let the husband do a job and they will of not course. be able to like accomplish but I was like, I just love them. But I also was like, what? When Lisa stands up and she goes, my husband's running for city controller. That kind of, I, I that like, tracked for me. Like the him saying like, I'm not going to do it because it will put too much on your hands. But they're obsessed with work for them. Yeah. It's all about like working and like not fucking and like getting films. Isn't that what John Slattery was? I think he was. I think that was his title. Was he? But he was like, was he Staten Island? Oh, city treasurer. Yeah. Anyway. But I get it. I like her. Everyone's like, here, here. I'm obsessed with <laughs> LTW's mother-in-law, too. Just like, a, just negging every single thing that happens. <laughs> just a wretched bitch. I love her. <laughs> too. And then. Miranda, Che, Lyle passes out in Che's Lyle's bed. Lyle's blackout. Like, too much to yeah. He literally has been drugged and dosed. And she's like, I can't, simply can't move him from the bed. He sleeps like a rock. Where am I going to move him? The couch? I was like, she's, they're setting you up right now. Like, this is not good. Whatever this is, I hate it. Grow some bowls, Hobbs. Hobbs is like, all right, I'll, I guess I'll sleep. So they, they pass out and they wake up in the dead of night and old Chase. Gropey. Up to their old tricks. <laughs> starting to starting to finger bang Charlotte or Miranda. Miranda's like, oh. Lyle's over there. She goes, this is just like when my roommate used to have sex with me three, three feet away from my bed in our dorm. And she's like, and Jay's like, oh, don't worry about it. He's all good. This feels creepy like, to me. What? Am I like just a no sex having Teletubby prude? This feels. No, I think they're, I think they're setting us up for like Miranda's going to realize this. Like Jay is l- a predator. Power to you. Not a predator, but I think Miranda's going to be like, I needed to have this moment, but it's, this is me. I don't think this is Miranda. No. Also, like, I'm sorry, but if someone was like, we'll just sleep all three of us in the bed right now, I'd be like, I'm going to go home. I'm going to go sleep. I guess Miranda doesn't have really a home. She has a couch, but like, <laughs> she's unhoused at the moment, experiencing homelessness at the moment. But like, Che trying to, f- if someone tried to fuck me with someone else in the bed, I'd be like, you're getting off to the fact that there's someone else in the bed right now. This isn't about like you and me. This is about the three. It would just rub me the wrong way. I'd be like, why are you do like, why are you putting me in this position? Depends on who it is. <laughs> it depends on who the other well, I guess if is. I was like really obsessed with them and loved them. And then their third was like Oliver Hudson, who is like hot. Maybe I'd be okay with it. I just am so anti-Che. Like, I really don't trust Che at all. So then Lyle kind of starts, he stirs and puts his hands all over he Che. He gets in on the Che mix. goes to Miranda. He goes, you all right with this? 
<laughs> Miranda's like, kind of. And then they start kind of having a threesome. And then Miranda has a Charlie horse. Or so she In says. There. She kind of feigns one. And she she hobbles her way out. And she's like, oh, no, no. You, you guys keep going. Miranda's really trying to be like free love San Francisco in the 60s. <laughs> I know. But she. I think it's she's starting to realize, like, I'm too old for this I'm shit. I'm over my head with mixed Diaz. <laughs> and I forgot, did they continue their threesome or did Che sleep with her out there? No, Che comes over and tries to hump her on the couch and the couch breaks. Oh I'm like, Che, you're a sex pest. Can't we just sleep? <laughs> che, needs, che needs to be like constantly like rubbing her crotch <laughs> with something. Che is not happy unless someone within a 10-foot vicinity can hear them fucking someone else. I think they're just, they are just like a very narcissistic person that needs a lot of attention and adoration at all times, which is like very much like. That's a thing. True to LA. Yeah. And like, okay, so it's becoming clearer. But just when I think that I can get on board with Che Diaz, Che challenges me yet again. Here's to Che for being a polarizing figure, though. A cultural, a culturally polarizing figure that's making me have to think of about a few things what i'm comfortable with what my boundaries are question my own prejudices etc hats off so we cut to the next day and carrie is at none other than the brownstone of miranda Priestley in devil wears prada is that what it was Mm -hmm. okay the staircase same staircase if you if you think it's the same i think i'm pretty sure it was the same okay i'm gonna rewatch We need a little fact-checking on this one, but I'll I'll trust you for now. Let's keep it moving. Let's keep it moving. We're in a good flow right now. (laughs) What are you... Are you Googling? Was that the same apartment? Mm -hmm. What are you finding, pray tell? I will be... I will be... (laughs) What is is old Gary O'Donnell finding on his little phone? Yep. Enid Frisk living in Miranda Priest's home. Chic. They may have fired her... But she got, but she got the apartment. She got payout of yeah. the century. She yeah. evicted Anna. <laughs> she said, "She said, Wintour, get out, get out of here. It's my house now. Go back to old. Go back to London town. I love <laughs> Ms. Wintour. Che, not Che. Carrie calls Seema, and Seema's like, "Go in there, be transactional. Don't be afraid to like ask her for something, and don't get photographed with anyone in a walker. Bad for the brand." I was like, Seema. Is everything to me. I want Seema to be my PR person. I want her to be my manager slash creative director slash like I want her to just storyboard my life. Why does Seema feel like a real person to me? Like I feel like I could find Seema like if I made millions of dollars and then desperately needed a New York pied de terre. I could call up Seema and then become close friends with her and she would give me this kind of advice. I love how she always goes, Rocco. Rocco, prego. Where's she going all the She's on the move. Why is she a realtor? She should be a she's a publicist. She's, she's literally Sam. She is Sam. But I like that. That's good and that's good advice. Is like with some people, you do have to feel okay being like transactional with them. And you should know when to not be seen. Like even if you were there, like make sure there are no there's no evidence of you being yeah. there. Don't associate yourself. So Carrie goes into this. <laughs> And someone really fast. That would be. Can't you hear Samantha being like, "Honey, don't get any photos with them." Yeah, no, it's very Samantha. 
Carrie walks into the apartment and immediately someone's like, can I take a picture of you ladies together? It's Carrie and, and like a walker woman. She has to like prance hop away. And that yeah. woman who also was like clutching the staircase, climbing up, MVP of the episode. Carrie goes, do you need that was really do you need funny. any help? And she goes, do I look like I need some fucking help? That was that was real like old old school sex in the mm-hmm. city. And that woman comes for her again later on in the in the episode. I know. I love it. Also, who now has a sad card, but none other but Gloria Steinem. What can't she do? Gloria Steinem, Steinem. Steinem's just there as the guest speak the keynote speaker at Vivant. 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 <laughs> Carrie sees Bitsy. Once again. And Bitsy is giving Margaret Joseph's. Yeah, you can't get away from Bitsy, but I actually am fine with that. I'm now down for I'm a Bitsy, Bitsy sighting in every single episode. We find out that Bitsy's the one that gave this old sex pest Carrie's number, so <laughs> she wanted to set him up with Carrie. His name is Marlon. Bitsy fucked Marlon and said it was like she got deep dicked by his huge dong and she wants Carrie to do the same. She wants Carrie to apparently sit known as a tripod on Marlon's tripod, and she texts her a picture of his dick mid-speech. And you see, you see like a full dick. It was a dick. great, it was a Carrie big just... old fat dick. Bitsy goes. <laughs> she goes. She goes. <laughs> she wants Carrie to choke on his dong. Gloria Steinem makes some kind of like I'm like Gloria, this isn't real. <laughs> <laughs> like she was, she was like, we are the. We are the true change. We're the revolution happening right She's here. Like, we are the daughters like, of the right. children you cannot fire. I was like, we're the daughters of the witches <laughs> yeah, you can't I was, burn. I literally kind of zoned out. I was like, okay. Anyways, do you know Gloria Steinem is Christian Bale's stepmom? Whoa, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Feminist icon Christian Bale. Yeah, famously really <laughs> kind of women. I'm obsessed with him. He did stand up to David O. Russell. Yeah, and I like honestly, I like that he like screamed at someone in batman he yelled i love that he yelled he run, reamed david a russell who's a fucking pig reamed his asshole out for being mean to amy adams oh did which he is like that chic yeah on the set of american hustle i think he came for his ass because he was riding amy so hard that she was like crying all the time um What's up with these male directors? Can you just, like, be chill? Oh, David O. Russell's famously... No, I know. But, like, can't you You can just, like, ask women to, like, do something. You don't have to, like, be a dick to them. Does anyone ever told these directors that? He, like, basically, like, grabbed them by the collar and was like, you be nice to her, you show her respect! Okay, wait, I'm gonna have to pull up the Christian Bale rant because it actually... Oh, from Terminator? so good. You got any fucking idea about, hey, it's fucking distracting having somebody walking up behind Bryce in the middle of the fucking scene. Give me a fucking answer. What don't you get about it? I was looking at the light. Oh, good for you. And how was it? I hope it was fucking good because it's useless now, isn't it? Fuck's sake, man, you're amateur. He'd had enough. I saw him at the Santa Monica Pier once with his son, and Simon and I were, like, on a date, and we saw him, and he cut the line to go on one of those rides that where the thing comes, like, right at you and, like, spins. Mm-hmm. And the, the person was, like, this kind of geeky teen, and he saw Christian Bale and literally just was like, 
open the door for him and let him go right in. Yeah, that's what you gotta do. Batman. So Gloria says she finishes her weird screed, and then Carrie starts... Oh, she shows the cockpit. Somehow Enid sees a glimpse of the cock. Well, Gloria goes to the bathroom, and Carrie's, like, waiting in line for the bathroom, and Gloria comes out, and Carrie's like, oh, e- oh, oh my god, I just... And that woman is behind her, she goes, talk or go! <laughs> yeah, that was so good. <laughs> I love it when Carrie gets, like, abused by those around her, and Carrie, like, trots over to another corner and just, like, tries to chat with Gloria and then takes a photo with her and Candace, and then she and Candace are talking. She and Enid are talking, and she's like, so, um, I don't, like, I'm honored that you had asked me to, like, write for Vivant, and then Enid's like, oh, I don't want you to, like, write for this. I literally want you to just give me $100,000. And Carrie goes, what? And she goes, you know, due to an unfortunate circumstance, your pockets became much deeper. And so then they're going to work out, like, a deal where basically Carrie gets, like, a tax write-off to get her book plugged. And then, but then right as the deal is being made, Ina gets a glimpse of Carrie's phone and she sees a giant cock of Marlin on it. And she goes, she goes, Carrie, why do you have my Marlin's cock on your phone? She goes, that's my boyfriend. And then Carrie is like, oh, no, 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 no. They, someone just wanted to set me up with him, but I haven't fucked him. I would never fuck someone that old. And then Enid's like, God damn, woman. So she's like, she's like, PayPal me a hundo grand and I'll start to make up for your thinking about terrible. Yeah. I'll start thinking about what I can say about your seashell book about grief. And Carrie goes, and just like that, Enid and I became PayPal's. That was good. That was great. I also love like honoring the fact that Carrie is now the 1%. Rich. Yeah. I know. She's not like putting her clothes in her oven anymore. <sighs> Feels good to be back. It could all come crashing down really next good. week. But for right now, I'll ride this high into the weekend. For right now, we have Camelot. For a brief moment in time. Yeah, it was great. A plus. A minus. I'm really happy. It feels good and feels something for the summertime, something we for the girls. We needed this. The girls and the gays desperately needed this in these uncertain we times. We just needed one good episode of In Just Like That. And we finally got it. Our rights are being taken away, but you know what? They said, good luck, gays, but we will give you and girls. good luck, <laughs> you guys. Best of luck to you moving forward. In the meantime, here's a little fun distraction. You know what? It worked. We're taking it hook, line, and sinker, and we actually do not care anymore. I'm like, abortions? Who cares? Gay rights? Gay marriage? I can lose it. Who needed them? <laughs> you just deliver six more incredible episodes of Just Like That, I will we're, literally we're forfeit my right to vote. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I'll post my social security number. I won't. It would take uh it would take it a, just rebooting and calling it Sex in the City and having Samantha fully yeah. back. But like if you can do that by season three, we'll talk. Anything's possible. Yeah. Guys, we're in Seattle. We're in Seattle in now three days. Monday, Monday night. night. It's gonna be the night of your lives, and you don't want to miss the show at Numos. Iconic venue, iconic city. It's all happening. Wednesday, July 12th, we're at Dynasty Typewriter, show at 7.30, doors at 6.30, meet and greet at 6. Get there, 
that show is going to sell out, be cool and get your tickets now. Then come on, we're ending things at the Independent in San Francisco on Friday night, July 14th. It's going to be incredible. That's the end of our summer tour. So if you want to see us and you live in any of these cities or near any of these cities. Get in while they're getting good. And we don't know when we'll be on tour again this year. So so with that, love and light. We bid you adieu. Have fun at the Gorge. Thanks, Stoll. And see you guys soon. Bye. Sexy Unique Podcast is created and hosted by me, Lara Marie Shane Halls. This episode was co-hosted by the one and only Carrie O'Donnell. This episode was edited by Ness Smith-Savadoff. If you like what you heard today, please be sure to subscribe to Sexy Unique Podcast on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. And if you're craving more sup and just can't get enough and want access to things like bonus episodes, tons of premium content, as well as ad-free episodes of the pod, consider supporting the podcast on Patreon. You can find out more at patreon.com slash sexy unique podcast. Hey folks, I'm Mark Marin from the WTF podcast. And this episode is brought to you by Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues, your ally to help tackle your allergy symptoms this season. I love the change of seasons, but nobody loves pollen and all those other things floating in the air that make you sneeze during this nice weather. Kleenex Ultra Soft Tissues are hypoallergenic and allergist approved. So fight back against watery eyes and runny noses without worrying about irritating your skin. For this allergy season, grab Kleenex and face allergies head on. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com